there. Welcome to A Wee Blether About, a podcast from the Academic Skills team at UWS. I'm Linda Richards and I'm one of the Academic Skills Advisors at the University. So today we thought it would be good to have a wee blether with one of our colleagues from the disability team. And Kim McGee is the disability team leader. And as a team, we work quite closely with them in academic skills, and we'll explain that a little bit later. So hi, Kim. Good to see you. Thank you. It's very nice of you to ask me along today. No problem. And I'm also joined by my fellow academic skills advisors, John Watson. Hi, John. Hello. And Carly Stiple. Hi, Carly. Hi, Linda. So what we thought we would do is we'll tell you a little bit about how the disability team supports students, a little bit about how academic skills is involved in that process, because we are involved in that too, in terms of um, showing students some of the technology that's useful. And also, you know, what to do if you haven't heard of the disability team or you think the disability team could be helpful for me. Um, So I think, Carla, you were going to kick off with a few questions for Kim just to sort of give us a sense of what the disability team does. Yeah, I figured it's probably best to start with kind of the bread and butter of what you do. So if you could just kind of outline or just tell us a little bit more about the team and how you get to know students and support them. Yeah, absolutely. I think maybe the best um, way to start would be to actually maybe describe what a disability is, because, you know, I think that, you know, I know it maybe sounds strange, but that can be quite confusing for some people, because some people think of a disability as a very visual thing and a very obvious thing, and that's not always the case. So the Equality Act defines a disability as a condition that has lasted or is expected to last for 12 months or longer. So a condition, so that can be a health condition, a mental health condition. It could be students with neurodiverse conditions. You know, it could be long-term health conditions such as maybe chronic fatigue syndrome, irritable bowel syndrome. There's lots of different things. You know, I think people typically think it's maybe a mobility issue, a visual impairment, a hearing impairment, you know, things that are more visual, but it's not. You know, it's it's a wide spectrum. But as long as it's a condition that has lasted or is expected to last for 12 months or longer, that's the criteria through which this disability service can put support in place for you. So thinking of our team, we're actually a very experienced team. We're made up of there's seven of us. There's myself and there's six advisors. Now, I've been here 10 years and I'm probably one of the, the team members with the shortest length of service. Um, some of our, our advisors have been here for nearly 20 years now you know so we are a very experienced team and you know there's probably not much that we haven't came across you know in terms of supporting students as well as having a team of six advisors we've also got what's called our non-medical personal help team and we call them the NMPH team for short and they they're made up of people that provide personal help to students such as maybe study skill support or um, note-taking proofreading mentoring so they work alongside us as well and there's approximately 15 people in that team as well so we're we're, we're quite a large team we've got the six advisors and then we've got the 15 NMPH um, team members that support us as well and providing support to students so roughly how many students just now I would say we have about just under 1,500 students registered with us across all programmes, courses, distance learning. We find that typically the start of the year is about the busiest time for us. You know, so students will come along, they'll enrol in their course and they all want to access support from the disability service at that point. So that, that can yeah. become 
a very bottleneck time for us. So what we've done is we've looked at how we can ease that pressure a wee bit. And we very proactively contact new students or prospective students during the summer to come in and have a meeting with us to discuss support so that we're good to go and ready for the, for the year starting. So we do try where we can to contact students, bring them in, try and get the support set up in place and good to go for September. We also do support reviews every year with continuing students and we tend to do them maybe April, May time. And that's just to make sure that the support that they have is working for them for moving on uh, to the next session. So we always do support reviews with our students as well. Students, of course, can disclose at any time of the year because sometimes you'll have a student who comes along and maybe maybe they're not aware that they have some challenges that might impact on their studies, but they like to try and get on with it, you know, and try and see how much they can manage themselves before they come to us. So, of course, we do find students that come along and they start and maybe they'll find, you know, this is maybe proven a bit more challenging than I thought it might be. So there's no problem. Students disclose to us throughout the whole year. And, you know, there isn't there isn't an end date to when a student can come to us and ask for help and support. What we can do for some students is there's a lot of inclusive support available in university. And we do try and signpost students as much as possible towards that. But from time to time, there is going to be some specialist support that students require. And that maybe requires some external funding. So and also equipment, maybe not even just, you know, it might not just be personal help. It could be equipment. It could be software, um, you know whatever we identify as being a need for the student. If that is the case, we would do an application for disabled students allowance. And that is an application for funding for any equipment or help that the student may require. But we do that with the student. We talk them through the process. We make the application on their behalf. The closing date for that for every academic session is the 31st of March. So we do have to, any student who maybe would be in need of DSA would probably need to reach out to us before that. But as well as that, we also have, um, we do induction sessions at the beginning of every year so that we can get, you know, the message out there to students that we're here. We get involved with programmes, you know, we, we make sure the lecturers know the best way to reach out to us, where to signpost students if they need to come to us. And of course, lecturers can also contact us directly as well if they felt that there was a student who they felt might be struggling in some way. Um, and then we can reach out to that student as well. So that, that there's a lot of avenues that the students can come to us through. Yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah, and it's it's pretty comprehensive, isn't it, Kim? So there's a lot of like different routes and different ways that students can get in touch with you. I yeah. suppose from our point of view, from academic skills, we kind of get involved when you are then thinking about any technology that you want to point students in the direction of. So. Yeah. Just to explain to people listening, um, as well as being academic skills advisors, what we also do is we will do one-hour appointments with students that have been referred to us by the disability team, really to talk through any um, technology that we think might be useful. And then we put together a sort of short report for the disability advisor so that they can then, um, you know, get hold of some of that technology for students. Um, and I guess... Maybe, John, we could, if you could maybe explain a little bit just about how we do that in appointments, um, how how that works, and, and that it's not just lots of high-tech solutions. Sometimes we do look at different things for different people, don't we? Yes, that's right. Um, I mean, I, I think it's important to emphasise, we, we look at this as a kind of a demo. We're not actually yeah. trainers yeah. in the... Um, 
in the technology. So we're just almost giving a snapshot of some of the technology that's available so the student then can see it and see whether it's something that they might benefit from, something that they find easy to use as well. Um, some of the common pieces of software that we recommend are a product called Glean, which is a really good note-taking tool that you, it's uh, something you can have on your laptop, on your, on your phone to, um, well, it actually records uh, lectures. And you can also clearly uh, use your computer to type in notes and highlight key information. And also works really well with um, PowerPoint slides as well. So it can kind of help to organize your notes uh, alongside a PowerPoint presentation. We also recommend sometimes a product called uh, Inspiration, which is a digital version of mind mapping. So some of you might remember maybe looking at this in school or college, those kind of diagrams where you've got a central idea in the middle and you've kind of got spokes coming out of that. And that can really help with essay planning. Uh, but we can show you how to use that um, in software, which I think produces some really nice visual maps that can then help you with the planning of your essays. And also we have... Um, to help you with your reading and your writing, there is one called Read and Write. And I think we're going to start recommending one called Text Aid oh. as well. And the main reason students use that is to get read aloud software. So actually the, the program will help um, rather than you reading it, you'll have a voice. So it's, it's better for students that are more auditory, I think, in terms of their learning and can hear maybe better than, than, than read. So yeah. Um, yeah. We've got that software and that has other kind of functions on it, which I won't kind of go into today. Yeah, I think I think it was I found interesting. I don't know if you found this, John, and, and maybe Carly, when you've been doing appointments, is I've had a few students who've come on to the call with me and said, I don't think there's going to be anything that will be of any any use. I had a student who said that last week. Yeah. And actually, when we went through the options, they were absolutely amazed. They were like, oh, actually, I can now see how that would be helpful. And I think just talking a student through how the technology will help them with their studies can make a real difference. Is that something you find, Kim, that when students realise what's available, it kind of opens up a new world for them? Oh, absolutely. And I think that's something, you know, I mentioned previously that we do support reviews with students to check in how support has gone throughout the year, you know, and quite often we do get that kind of feedback, you know, oh, thank goodness for inspiration. You know, I didn't realise it could do A, B, C, um, you know, so I think, Yes, absolutely. It, it can open a whole new world for students, you know, and it can be very, very helpful and supportive. And I think, you know, I think one of the, the things to emphasise and one of the reasons why I think as well we refer students on to yourselves for demonstrations of different software and, and what's maybe available is support is not a one size fits all. You know, it is no. very much tailored to the individual, you know, and it's actually good for the student to go along and to actually maybe see different choices, you know, of yeah. maybe things that can help them to help them make that decision, what works best for them. So, you know, that's that's the way our teams work very well together, mm. you know, that we can identify the needs with the student, but you can then, you know, you can try and address that need with the student through some of the software options that are available and the technology that's available. So it's you know, it's important to, to get that point across that support is very, very tailored to the individual and the needs of the individual. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, I think that's true because I think sometimes I tend to ask, I'm sure John and Carly do this as well, ask the student what they find particularly difficult because you might have in your head what you think might be a solution, 
and actually it's not suitable for them. So you're right, Kim, like going through some different options or thinking, you know, um, different options might work. Um, for example, you know, quite a powerful bit of software is, is Dragon, which can, you know, really, it can run a laptop for you through voice. But for some students, that's too much of a learning curve. And actually what they just need is some very simple dictation um, options yeah. that you can find through Microsoft Office where you can just dictate. Um, so it's it's really about, you know, thinking about what's going to suit that particular student. Can I also ask him, just sort of really finishing up, really thinking about if a student is listening to this and thinking, I think I need to speak to disability, and they're maybe feeling uncertain about it or embarrassed or, you know, whatever reason is holding them back from speaking to you, how would you encourage a student to, you know, contact you? And I think you said earlier they can contact you at any point in the year, but how would you encourage them to do that? Yeah, so at any point in the year, and I, I would encourage any student to reach out to us and not to feel that way, you know, because there is there is so many routes for support that we can discuss with the student. And it's always it's always very confidential as well. Whenever a student comes to us and discloses or shares anything, we do we do not share that with anybody until the point where and we'll have discussed this with the student, we have identified some support requirements which we will then share with with lecturers and academic staff. So I wouldn't want any student to ever feel that they couldn't come to us you know, in the first instance, and that that would be a confidential conversation because it absolutely would. And, you know, I, I think as well, I, I maybe should have mentioned this as well, that we, we can actually, um, when I was talking about students who maybe come into higher education and then maybe realise that they've got some challenges, we can send students to educational psychologists for assessment for dyslexia and dyscalculia. So, you know, even maybe necessarily students who don't feel they've 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 been aware that there's challenges and issues there that maybe not manifested herself maybe as much until they come into higher education, we can certainly refer students towards an assessment which might help pinpoint and target where these problems lie. Um, but just to get back to what you were saying as well, Leolinda, yes, so I would say the first thing a student should do is go to our webpage, which is just um, uws.ac.uk forward slash disability. And on there, it tells you about all the different ways of getting in touch with us. So a student can fill in a support request form and send it back to us and we would then pick that up and contact the student. Or if the student didn't want to go that far, maybe just wanted a general inquiry, they could just email our inbox and the address is on our webpage um, and we could provide them with some information there as well. So that's the main route that students go contact us. They can also yeah. contact us via the hub. I know that the hub has the WhatsApp chat now that students, if they were to maybe engage with that, and, you know, highlight they've got a disability, they'll be directed straight towards our, our web page as well, where they can pick up um, the email addresses and support request form. So mm -hmm. that's that's the main route. Um, we do need to, the, the support request form that we ask students to fill in has got all the, the data protection permissions that we need, you know, because yeah. obviously sometimes students are sharing with us some highly sensitive data. So it's just to reassure them that we're storing this correctly and, and to get their permission. Um, so all the information that anybody would need about how to contact us, how we use any information that we have is all available on our webpage. So that's where I would signpost students to in the first instance. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. I think there's, I think there is, I think it is very, you know, easy to get in touch with you. But, you know, sometimes students will miss it for whatever reason, or just not realise or think it's too late, you know, that you often get that, oh, it's too late for me to go and, and ask about this. It's never too late, you know, and, and, and I yeah. really want to make that point. Um, it's never too late for a student to reach out to us. So yeah, yeah. 
John or Carly, any other sort of questions that that you wanted to ask? Well, it wasn't really a question, just a, a comment that in mm. those um, demonstrations, we can also show the general academic skills resources because there's things on there that things like academic writing materials about kind of structure that all students can benefit from, but yeah. particularly might might need help with. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a good point, John, because, you know, we do also mention in our appointments what we do in academic skills so that they yeah. can see that there's that support there as, as well. Um, so yeah, there, there, is, there is a lot of inclusive support available in the university that I yeah. think, you know, sometimes students are surprised about, you know, when they do come along mm. to and we can say, have you tried this? Have you looked at that? You know, so there are, it's like I say, there's so many routes to supporting students, um, you know, so it, it's, no barrier to them coming along to to speak to us at all. Yeah, yeah. Carly, did you want to to add something in there? Yeah, um, not a question, just a comment that today I actually had a, an a academic skills appointment with a student who had their um, mentor with them or their, their NMPH or is it NPMH? Um, NMPH, yeah. NMPH, yeah, just make sure yeah. I got that right. Um, but you can see just in that meeting, and I've had several meetings, you know, where there's been um, that additional layer of support that students have had, and you can see it makes them feel more comfortable for the most part. And I think helps them to access additional student services like our team and other teams. And just as you said, Kim, with disability services, there's not a wrong time to access that support. And I think that goes to say for all um, student services across all teams. So just to mm. kind of wrap it up on that on that element there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point to finish on, Carly, actually. Um, thanks so much for your time, Kim. That's actually You've been really helpful for me as well, and I think for all of us, just to learn a little bit more about um, what you do. Um, and um, as always, we would love any comments and any feedback from students listening to this. If there's a topic you want to have us have a wee blether about, then drop a line to skills at uws.ac.uk. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you.